I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's a tragic story and one that's been occurring a lot more this year. Chinese state media announced today that a 16-year-old Tibetan girl died after setting herself on fire. Since 2009, more than 90 Tibetans have set themselves ablaze to protest China's rule of the Tibetan Plateau. China has accused the exiled Dalai Lama of stirring up the unrest, and now China wants to prosecute people who attempt to self-immolate. The world's Mary Kay Magstad is in Beijing. So what is the Chinese government saying will happen to someone who attempts to self-immolate, Mary Kay? Well, assuming that they're not successful and they're still around to face criminal charges, the government is saying it could charge them with intentional homicide um, and that this would apply not only to someone who tries to self-immolate, but also to anyone who organizes, plots, incites, coerces, entices, abets or assists others in self-immolating. All right. I want to get back to this uh, law, this proposal in a second. But tell me more about the 16-year-old Tibetan girl. How did she die? And has this uh, proposal from the Chinese government been in reaction to that? Well, I think the proposal is in reaction to all of the 94 self-immolations and particularly the fact that so many of them have come just in this past month since the leadership transition started. Um, The government sees this as being an affront to its authority, an affront to its power. Um, You know, it uh, places a very... Uh, a lot of emphasis on social harmony and social stability. And so rather than listening to people who are so desperate that they feel that their only recourse is to set themselves on fire, um, the government says, well, you know, I mean, we we see this as a form of terrorism. They've said this at one point um, because you're disturbing social harmony um, and now they're seeing it as murder. And I think in in many of these cases, um, what happens is that um, someone who feels that they want to make a statement for the Tibetan people and for the repression that they've been feeling, particularly since the 2008 protests, they go ahead and, and take the step of um, you know, f- following the example that they've seen before them, um, mostly done by monks, it must be said, uh, in, in Western Sichuan. But increasingly, there are um, non-religious Tibetans or those who are not in religious orders who are doing this as well. And the 16-year-old Tibetan girl is the most recent of those. Last week, the U.S. State Department uh, called on China to let Tibetans express their grievances freely uh, and accused uh, uh, China of increasingly severe controls, including the use of force and arbitrary detentions of Tibetans. Why is there no greater push or pressure from the international community? That's a really good question, and it's something that a number of human rights groups who are concerned about the issues in Tibet are asking as well. Um, There have been lobbying efforts by human rights groups to try to get uh, European diplomats and U.S. diplomats to work together um, to send a message to the Chinese government that this matters. It matters to them as a human rights issue, but it also matters in terms of social stability. Um, and it will you know, potentially come back and have a bigger impact on China in the future if they don't deal with this in a wise way now. Um, you know, so far, many governments try to balance uh, things like how much they're going to raise human rights concerns with what their trade relationship is with China. And even with China's economy starting to slow down slightly now, uh, trade with China still really matters to a lot of countries. And so they don't really want to jeopardize their relationship with China, their economic relationship with China to make this point. Well, thanks very much for this update on uh, a rather tragic story. The world's Mary Kay Magstad in Beijing. Much obliged. Thanks, Marco.